Okistan experiencing. I'd love to try it. Ooh, I mean, DMT is always a great choice. I found a shaman off of Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> oh, <I hate> it. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's out in California, and it's a whole like a fifteen hundred dollar three day weekend with you know diet and all this like two week lead up and a contract. And yeah, shit. there's like all sorts of like dosing and purging and yeah, the ayahuasca thing, right? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Kind of, but it's specifically dimethyltryptamine. Dimethyltryptamine. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just kind of some stuff you can do on your couch, but um, <laughs> for sure. Oh, uh, I want that full five, rock. Minutes. What's that? DMT straight up is like only like five, ten minutes. Right. Yeah, 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 you just straight as up. As far as a rocket ship goes, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't want to be on a couch that I found on the fucking street corner in my 20s i'd actually like to have a i thought you just could do it at your house yeah i will but yeah. not on again the the state the semen covered that isn't mine uh oh. barker lounger i found on the corner <laughs> of the hood in peoria illinois yeah <laughs> yeah don't do it there no 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 i mean it was suspiciously specific that it's semen stained and then you've you've brought it across state lines and have kept it it's still one of the best couches i've ever ever taken a nap on Listen, I'm going to come. So uh, I appreciate a good semen stain. And, I mean, we are recording. So, Bobby, how you doing, Jesus buddy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey. Try to keep a little uh, catch you off guard moments, right? Yeah. Got to do it. Got to love that live uh, live segue. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, we got we, Josh Shockey back in the house. Yeah. He was our number one retur- uh, requested return guest. That's not true. I said whether that's true or not, no. <laughs> I, uh, me, well, I mean, uh, recently we were all kind of hanging out uh, for the day. And, uh, you know, we'd already talked about off mic when we wrapped that last episode that, you know, we kind of left some stuff on the table uh, and could especially get back to it real quick. And then you and Bobby had kind of had some conversations uh, about that. And then uh, I'd kind of schedule you in secret to surprise Bobby. And then uh, here is, we are. Is that why when I knocked on his front door here about 20 minutes ago, you were like, hey, bud. Oh yeah, I was like, like what are you? Oh, it's Friday. Oh, oh, so this is happening. Oh, yeah. oh, geez. Um, well, it, on our show notes it says Casey Ide's coming. Yes, it does. And uh, I was taking out the trash, just getting a little prep done, ready for this. And <laughs> nice. I'm sure as shit, I take the trash out. My uh, rep in San Diego calls for some questions, and like right when I answer the phone, I'm like, "Yo, what up, dude?" And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, bud." I'm Ding like, dong. Oh shit. What's up? How are you doing? Right. So. Yes, back again. Um, the shocker. I'm gonna try to. I tried to do something clever with it the first time. I. I just. I mean, Shockey's enough of its own kind of like. Oh, I've heard uh, them all. Well, I actually used to have a roommate named Hannah Shockey. Hmm. Um. So I mean, I've I've doled out plenty of the old <coughs> nicknames and, and clever jokes. I was about to say, that's my, that's my sister. How's she doing? I should, be, I should probably give her a call. <laughs> Last I checked, pregnant uh, or was pregnant, has a, a young child, is doing well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I used Did to... you fuck his sister? Oh my gosh. No, no, I Are never, we Eskimo brothers? Uh, unfortunately, no. I, I, I never had sex with Hannah Shock. Guys, that was an Arkansas joke. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Now, however, I did have sex with her brother. Is that your cousin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're still Eskimo brothers. <laughs> 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 I, I guess that... D- I guess that counts, yeah. I'm just yeah. well, I I've just never kind of been presented with that uh, Eskimo brother scenario. Uh, but start. it's 2022. I should be progressive about. Let's these yeah, things. let's kick it off with that. Outside of like the EBDB, yeah, BNB. That's uh, the Let, league reference. Let's find out. Do where you, we're are Eskimo you brothers. are you? Well, I I haven't been in town. <laughs> well, are, are, is this a new segment? Seven degrees of how we're Eskimo brothers in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been single too long. <laughs> 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 no, have you? Uh, 
Have you do you do you know of anybody, Bobby, Alex, that you are legit Eskimo brothers with? And have you ever identified that through organic conversation at a bar? Like, oh yeah, I was dating this girl named Heather Tina Tracy, and you're like, wait, from you from Tina Dunlap Tracy as well? Like Heather Tina, yeah, the one with the two kids. Yeah, she works over at O'Leary's. Uh, she she yeah, she loves bacon. <laughs> What year was this? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever had those moments? No, I've been with Brooke for 11 years, so. Naturally. Okay, I'm, I'm talking to two married men, so. <laughs> well, and, and while no, I have been with Jacqueline for 13, 14 years now, uh, I am also 40. So, uh, <laughs> okay. And I'm also from the uh, small town in the White Mountains. So, just off the rip, yes, especially high school, post high school, every single one of your friends in like a 90210 situation has generally been. One way or the other, either all the chicks have been through the five guys or the five guys have been through the five chicks. And it's just this rotating kind of thing. And it was kind of funny uh, when we were younger. uh, We didn't even, uh, we called it something else before Eskimo Brothers. I can't even remember what it was. Uh, And then Eskimo Brothers became into the the zeitgeist and into popular nomenclature. Pouch Pals. Uh, And then I worked at Iguana Max, uh, as most people have never heard of. Uh, but that also was a fucking <laughs> shit show of everyone sleeping with each other. I would say I really wish we could remember what you like. You could remember what you guys called it because I'm like stewing on names now. Yeah, so Dodge pals, honey hole homies. Honey hole homies. If you've ever worked a front of house restaurant job, much like you know the movie Waiting, <laughs> you can pick a busboy, a front, you know, a, oh, a yeah. line cook, anybody. Yeah, you. It's it's gonna happen if you yeah. work at one it's long like enough. Fucking, uh, Jessica, right? Like, just pick out a, a standard like bartender girl's name. Like, oh, Rachel over at this place, of course. Oh god! <laughs> Sorry, just it all came flooding back. First of all, uh, I think the same Rachel came to both of our minds in that moment, but that's fine. Uh, we'll talk about that off mic. She's a lovely lady. Uh, in any case, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever had it happen through like conversation, though, like not just like working in the same place or like being friends with the same like. 10 people in a small town where everyone just kind of knows you're like, well, I was just dating her or like whatever. So you kind of know trying to think if it's ever been like, Oh, Hey, that chick. And then I don't think it's ever come up that way, but I've been in two environments that very much were about that. Like, 90210 life. It, it definitely happened, and specifically, that's why I said Heather Tina. She had two oh, first okay. names, and I can't remember if it, was, if it was either Heather Tina or Tina Tracy, but so we just called her Heather Tina Tracy. Um, and <laughs> oh, she did work at the Irish Bar and such, and I, it was actually with a really, really good friend of mine. Uh, okay. Shout out to Scuba Steve, the original Scuba Steve. And well uh, we were just... Adam Sandler came up for sure. Steve. And we were sitting there, and um, he lived in the town, uh, and I didn't know him yet, he left, he worked for Caterpillar, and then he went down to you know Atlanta for a couple years, and then I kind of came into the scene when he got back. He just assumed the role, and then he's like, hold on. And it was in conversation, just like that. It was like, yeah, you know, I'm seeing this girl, da, 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 you know, she lives out in Tremont or something, and he's like, two kids, fake cans, runs like eight miles a day around the lake, and he's, I'm like... Uh-oh, that's very specific. I'm like, what's... What color car does she have? <laughs> yeah. Any more specifics? Oh, You're being was, a little too vague. Here. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Uh, to to get, just like immediate high five. You, immediately, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and, I, and we just like both did like the the high five or freeze frame up at the top, or like Eskimo brothers, and and that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Then we then I'm like, okay, let me see your list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, check, check, check. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. So, so I've only been with three people, so they're all check, check, check. Yeah, it was the three checks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I having lost my virginity to my wife. Uh, shout out Jacqueline. Uh, I I understand uh, your hypotheticals, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so 
<laughs> it was last week I had a pregnancy scare totally with a girlfriend, but I'm still a virgin. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you find out you have more than one uh, Eskimo. Well, so I guess when Bro- you are Eskimo in? brothers, what if you have multiple incursions, what, what would you call that? So you have multiple like seals? The fraternal or order seals? of the seals? Eskimo brothers. Yeah. How many seals did, did the brothers <laughs> slay? Per se. I'm sorry, I'm not following the question. Steel Team Six. <laughs> oh, got oh, I'm it. Just okay. Fucking going to town. Jesus, you get like a stripe on your uniform every time yeah. you have a third and fourth order of linkage between your brethren. I'm, I'm still trying to think of this. Like, who'd they kill Osama bin Laden? Right. Uh, Steel <laughs> yeah. Team Six. Yeah. yeah. There's something in bit. there, like with the pussy, like like Osama bin. Slaying? Something, yeah. There's something. Uh, I'm just not I, I mean, quick I enough to figure it out. Gash bin Laden's as far as I'm getting right now. <laughs> That's a bit much. Osama Pusladen. Osama Puslayan. And with that, welcome to Industry Secrets, <laughs> Alex Q. Alex. Oh, hey. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do the intro part. <laughs> this is go. the podcast where we talk shit and talk shop. IndustrySecretsPod at gmail.com is the email. But uh, yeah, and back to it. So uh, yeah, just you didn't answer my question. So it was how many different women had you shared with this brother? Check check. Was check. it more than one? Or? Let's go with three. I said check check check. Oh, I, I already three? showed my cards, but I'm not gonna. I'm okay. not gonna show the whole deck. All right. Okay. Well, let yeah. me ask you this: uh, Do you have more than two Eskimo brothers? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it more than five? Okay. Was well, hot seat? Huh? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, more than one and less than five hundred. Oh, I mean, just, I was going to just leave, get, just I, to get specific. I, I was just going to leave it at more than five because that's that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I've been there when you're just like in a room with like a bunch of your friends and there's like three chicks and then you're like starting to do the math in your head and you're just like, Jesus. Yeah, Hypothetical. Uh, I was wondering why and, this room smelled like um, bruised <laughs> pussy. It's because you keep fucking slaying women. Yeah. <laughs> I was like going to say like hot mayonnaise or something. <laughs> So hypothetically, since you're you guys are completely off the rails here, um, <laughs> if you end up having then a devil streetway, is that an automatic? Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're both there. All right, then that begs the question: What is the female version? If it's a proper threesome, a, a, a gentleman's perfect dream. What are the women in relation to each other? Call themselves? Yeah, pussy pals. Uh, mm, I think. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. There's a name for this. I've I've heard it before. Without jumping on like Urban Dictionary, hog honeys. you know what would be hog honeys? Like, if it was actually uh, sanguine sisters, yeah, that uh, would be funny, but I doubt it's that because mm. that's a it's an old word for you vampire know, plus blood. That's, and that's actually a good. It's, it's there. It's all there. I just don't know what it is. That'd be a good 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 uh, kind of nudge for you gentlemen to get some more women on this podcast. Not saying you'd start with that. Like, hey, have you shit your pants? And what do you call a female? <laughs> yeah, how many dudes have you fucked in the same? No, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> how many times have you been rang out? Oh my. Yeah, this one's getting this one's getting aggressive. <laughs> when we can't follow to, the script, it, yeah, when we don't when we can't follow the script, this shit gets wild. Ooh. Show me a script, man. I haven't even you didn't send it to my email. Yeah, this, we had the script last time is... you were in, so we're out of questions for you. So we're just running with this. Okay, now. this is also my first beer, so yeah, <laughs> this is gonna get fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I uh, I actually kind of lost my train of focus there. I was trying to find the actual. Um, Show notes here. Well, you started uh, talking about when you were drinking the Lodge for the first time, or the no, the U, the what was the Union uh, VFW? Oh, VFW. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't drinking. No, that was. Um, so if you actually want to put some con or put some uh, put some focus on this uh, on this 
episode, you talk about like cutting your teeth in the industry and as a professional, you know, and making a career out of beer, uh, you can do a survey and just pick any and every body at all levels uh, on the from distributor like tier two tier three on up and i'd say that i mean a large majority uh, all cut their teeth as merchandisers much oh, like if you're gonna them, yeah. yeah just like if you're you know learning to to wait uh tables uh and you want to become a bartender then you're you're probably gonna have to do a quick stint as a bar back yeah just to understand the flow of things yep. um mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing it's just the trench warfare you're in there at the consumer's eyes rotating checking code dates and learning like the basics so I actually, this guy uh, reached out, was connected with uh, through networks and he, um, and he's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm over it. I'm out. I, uh, with what he was doing, he's like, I used to bartender on the East coast. I just like that. I bar backed and I bartended and, um, he's like, I really would like to just take the next step. What's the next step. I'm like, are you asking for like a money grab or you, you know, are you looking to like go to a, a top end bartending gig and just, you know, cash is king or do you yeah. want to make a career and what we call the big boy job. That just means, you know, benefits, 401k, and, you know, paid PTO. Um, He's like, oh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I said, all right, cool. Well, um, he, I'm like, well, what's your experience in sales in general? You know, just navigating those waters. And he's like, well, I currently work. uh, He works at a car dealership, and he sells cars. And I said, well, those are big ticket items. You know, and that's, that's pretty hard. It's not easy. It's, you know, classic. You don't walk the buying sides, essentially. Uh, You don't walk on the loss. Didn't you get fired from the... Um, no, no, no. If you remember, um, I put in my notice, and then he said, "No, you can just leave right oh, now." Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so okay. I left. Yeah, okay. On good but terms. you had the you understand at least that car a little bit, yeah. But dealership general salesmanship. If you're selling cars, you sales is sales. I don't care if you're selling paper in Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. or if you're selling, you know, uh, you know, medical uh, equipment. Sales is sales, and I do know a lot of people that leave the beer industry as suppliers and go into pharma. You know, oh, yeah. big money. Whether we... let me ask you, is that disproportionately in any one direction? Like, What's that? It's you... prime. They recruit from us. Yeah. What I'm just saying is, do you primarily see hot younger women getting recruited by pharma in a general sense? Not necessarily. No. It's it's. I mean, this it... would be a good industry to do that from. And I mean, just objectively. Yeah. I mean, if it's beer's no, not it's, your end game, it's no fucking secret that like 80 percent of pharma reps are like good looking women, and that's how shit gets done. And I used to work in pharma on the other end of it where you like did procurement <clears throat> so i was just this is an industry full of very similar people so i was just kind of wondering at what scale did you kind of see did you see anyone kind of like demographic getting pulled out of our industry towards that any in any area or well i mean if you look at the uh if you look at the pool within the craft beer industry unfortunately as much as we do work on it and great uh, great groups like the pink boots that advocate you know women's uh involvement in Listen, what is pandering here no just listen, it's, it's a boys club <laughs> it's it bearded oh, tattoos no, oh, no doubt all right, and you know, uh, love to see women in the industry for sure because we need their their insight. Oh yeah, it's we been need a boys their club for like a hundred years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, unfortunately, but so if we're the target, you know, the the actual applicant pool that they do recruit and poach from, then the majority of pharma, unless they're fresh out of you know a college with a sales degree and so forth, uh, that are the as you what do you call them? Smoking highs with rocking bodies. Sir, oh, those are my words. I, I guess. Yeah, I was like, have another drink or two. We're gonna get into this. <laughs> no, the the attractive females. Um, but the guys, actually, the the ones that I have uh, had uh, more intimate uh, inf- uh, knowledge and relationships with were, were just oh. dudes. And man, were they good? Yeah. Because they explain not only is it sales, and it is it, it that I mean that's an entirely different podcast uh, for pharma. But 
Yeah, it is. Well, there's a way to do it. It's gatekeepers. It's bringing, you know, it's it's winning over the receptionist or the charge nurse at the hospitals, getting in front of the doctor. Why is he late to your appointment that you were on time hey, for? Do you guys like lunch? It, it's literally What's the up? same thing we deal with here, right? You're yeah. Like the hostess, the host, they're, they're guard, you know, gatekeeper. Then there's the, the bartender that's like a lead bartender. It's like, yeah, buyer doesn't want to talk to people, so tell them they're not here. Yeah, and those guys were like, you know, the the, the sales manager was like, hey, listen, this Dr. So-and-so of psycho- psychiatry, you're going to, you know, we need, we got a new drug that just hit. You're going to get this guy. You're going to go to, you're going to go to his kid's graduation at middle school, even a kindergarten graduation. You're yeah, going to be there. Like, you're going to be involved in this life. Like, your life is his life now, and you're going to get that sale and that contract. And it's, it gets, I feel dirty just even talking about it. Yeah, but it's... Uh, it's stupid money. It is yeah, it's crazy stupid money. money. Getting one doctor to just regularly prescribe something is yeah. a fuckload of money. Anyway, yeah. they're teetering well, on politics at this point. Yeah. Well, no, I think there's a good kind of like mirror to our industry, right? And uh, you kind of touch on it a little bit where it's like we do it a little bit in our industry and, and it's a little more, it sneaks in a little more, right? Where it's like, you know, uh, unless a buyer has a specific cattle call, like you're trying to lock them down. And what happens a lot of times is like, you're like, hey, when are you free to sit down and talk about some business? And, well, also the- and, and what they say to you is they're like, I'm free at lunch. And that means you're going to take me to lunch. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about business, and that's mm-hmm. where we're going to do it. And then a lot of times, and it's not uncommon, you do become friendly with these people. So you say the, start that outside, building real relationships. Outside of the industry, it's a little bit more organic yeah. for us. But we, we, but it does start off in that like, hey, I'd like to get your attention. And they're like, cool, this is how you do it. Yeah. And then you go from there. And in rare cases, you can build relationships ahead of time, but most of the time, we do start off on this like transactional kind of relationship. I've never had to take a. I've taken a buyer to lunch, but not because like they even like hinted at it. Hmm. Have you? You you've never no. done anything above board to like find a way into a relationship. Sure, but not because of their hinting, right? Like. Just because I'm sure. like, fuck it. Like, let's and, do this. I, and I guess that was just a little too much of an on the nose example, which has happened, right? I'm sure it happens quite a lot. But that the, the, the point, I guess, that I was, the greater point I was trying to make is that, like, we do kind of like, again, have this transactional relationship where genuine relationships build from. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, much like you were saying, like, we don't, I've never taken it as far as like, I'm at the recitals. I might be like, hey, I remembered. Your daughter had a thing today. How did the baseball game about go? It because we are all yeah. having to be a billion places at once. Dude, and it's cheat codes, but I put buyer's birthdays on my phone all the time. Well, the iPhone makes it so birthday. fucking easy that, like, I try to save on birthdays as much as I can. I miss a few here and there, but, like, the phone makes it so easy. Yeah, you I got a life hack if you'd like to hear it. Of course, I'm on team alien phone with the green bubble. I got an Android. And without the iOS, uh, <clears throat> Steve Jobs. <laughs> uh, we agree on that much. He, not he, sorry. Um, they. My, they, them. He, my phone um, has an option to schedule texts on a oh, calendar. That's so nice. Oh, down to the minute. And I am a champion. Of, yeah, you just like, put them in. Oh, it saved relationships. Anniversaries and birthdays and like good luck on the race today and you know everything everything everything. It's so, crazy that Apple doesn't have that. Yeah, it's ability. awesome. It has saved my bacon uh, a thousand times over. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, might get I, a, I need that more than anyone because I forget shit every second of the day and it's just, even, it's, it's atrocious. Dude, it's even haunted. <coughs> There's got to be a aspect of that where you like you set them out so far and then you totally forget. I was and then just all about of a to say, you get this, like, thanks, dude. It's been so long. Like, what have you been up to? And you're like. 
What? Did I just see like, you? Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. I've done something that's, you know, that was in the moment, in context, and I'll send it to them. Like, they'll know what I'm talking about, uh, about like, hey, don't forget today, uh, you've got that sampling, I got that six pack, or whatever, whatever. And then they'll be like, hey, thanks, man, I appreciate it. And I'm like, I'll get, you know, come up on my on my truck while I'm driving, and I hit like, oh, listen, because I'm a responsible, hands-free um, <laughs> consumer of, of, of uh, communication. This podcast is about telling people how you suck. Yeah. Not so, how you're great. And it'll be like, thanks, man. And I'm like, who? <laughs> like, I haven't talked to John in like eight months. So this just reminded me of something, a phenomenon I've experienced over the last 10 years. And I'm sure you have an example. Or maybe you haven't. And I would just like to, to hear if you have. So speaking of like saving your bacon on like scheduling a text, you know, building those relationships. Like happy birthday. Girlfriends. Yeah. Have you um, been in a group chat or text into the wrong one? Especially in the industry where you're like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't check these 13 numbers. And guess who's in this fucking chat? Yeah. Um, no, that's called situational awareness. Sir, you've never. Oh, I have. Oh, and I've uh, learned. But I've done it on much a, such a much smaller scale that it was still egg on my face. And okay. I owed that man and, or person uh an apology and a beer. Uh, talk shit, and then they were. In I there. never talk shit because I'll give you. I mean, that's something my father instilled in me a long time ago, and I learned the lesson a, a very hard way, which is a fun story. Uh, to never speak ill of those who are not here to defend themselves, and that takes you out of like that whole keyboard warrior. Like yep. people are getting away with shit, saying shit to people that if they had said it to their face, they would get punched in the face. So oh, yeah. it's without the ramifications or repercussions. And he's like, back in the back in the day, this is back when phones were still attached to the wall with a 10-foot cord. Good old days. Good old days before cordless. And he's like, you know, don't speak ill of those who aren't here to defend themselves. It started as a joke. He's like, oh, I can't talk about him. He's not here. You know, you know. no, yeah. but and it worked out. And I learned the lesson one time. Yeah, I was going to say, let's hear that story. So, How'd you learn? Uh, I was on a motorcycle trip. Um uh, and we were going across the country, and we were uh, we, we were coming from, uh, like, the Midwest-ish, and I was on I-80, and we stopped off at a truck stop, and um, we were at this little diner outside of Omaha, just outside of Omaha. Um, usually, gas is cheaper a little bit past a big town like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're like, hey, let's just grab a cup of coffee and, a, and a whatever. And uh, we were sitting there with my buddy, and we were just talking shit on this dude. Uh, and, we, and we were just right. lacing into him. I mean, and again, I was, um, I kept saying I was such a shithead before the military. This is after the military. Like, this is, I was 22, 23. <laughs> but this guy just, whatever. I, I was just unleashing on him. And out of it just, when we got to where we were going and we finally got back and later next time I saw this individual he confronted me he goes hey man I heard you were talking heard you talking some smack man <laughs> it wasn't Mike Tyson but he he had no, details he's like I heard you know my sister's a saint man you know she only dated that guy for you know so and so after she broke up with so and so I'm like how did he know oh, we said that Jesus. well you only said it's like one guy right it was, just one, it was about one guy but and my one guy oh the guy I was with was ride or die like for that other person no, for me. Like, we were on a motorcycle trip. We're, nah, huh? How did he find out? So you got to follow the trail. I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, hey, man, this sounds crazy. And I apologize. I came to him hat in hand. I'm like, hey, man, um, I should never say anything like that. Da, da, da. And I, you know, heartfelt apology. I mean, you know who your sister is, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, tell me you wouldn't agree, though. Uh, no, but he, he came to me and I was you look like. You at me like, I'm sorry that I said this stuff about 
you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I asked him, I was like, hey, man, we're cool. He's like, we're cool. I go, all right, let's go get drunk. And then I waited, you yeah. know, about the 15th beer in. I'm like, I got to ask you, bud. Like, how did you hear? He's like, well, it was crazy because I got a random phone call from my cousin who just happened to be da 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 da. We gave enough identifying information in the story that we're like, yeah, and then over at this bar, yeah, fucking, I uh, hate, you know, Rockford, Illinois sucks. You ever been on State Street? Yeah, there's this one slut that works at so and so. I think she's dating this guy named Butthada. And it was just enough stuff that she, this girl sitting right behind us at this diner. Dude, oh we're like Lord. fucking, no we're almost 900 miles away on at a truck stop. Of course, our waitress' name is Judy because they're all named Judy at a truck stop. What a delightful woman. And yep. he confronted me about I mean, two she weeks was a later. Snitch. And I was like, dude. Soldier of the simulation. So that was my lesson learned. I'm like, I will never speak. Not only is God listening, but apparently everybody's like cousin is in the booth next to us. So God small, sent down to dude, messenger. Small world, man. Small world. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy to hit you, even saying small world, you're 900 miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I would be safe to talk some shit about someone that's 900 you, miles away. Well, <laughs> you might think so, but. The, you run into the randomest people at the randomest times. Like, even, like, just as, like, a quick example. So, I'm in Disney World World in Florida, which has, like, five or whatever different zones. doesn't matter. Uh, I run into Doug from Scottsdale Beer Company in Epcot at the same country food counter. We are on literally from Arizona wow. into Florida. We are in the same zone, the same park, the same restaurant at the same time. And we find each other. What are the odds? Were you talking shit about him, though? I was absolutely... I was like, these motherfuckers. And I was oh, shit. No. I mean... I was, Have you guys ever had the uh, the moment where, like, you're talking to someone, and you're kind of talking shit about someone, and then they just happen to walk in, and, like... It happened last week. Like, <laughs> no, who kidding. sees it is, like, just eyes get big, and they're like... Uh, and, then, and then you, you look know. at him, and you say to him, you're like, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that obviously happens to me all the time. Because I'm always talking shit. But uh, I, I, I generally practice, uh, I will say it right to your face. So I just keep saying it. Yeah. Because I see you come in and I wanted you to hear it anyway. So I uh, I did it once. I was pretty young. Uh, I think I was like 13. My, okay. We were at a dodgeball tournament. And my brother's team of all his buddies were playing. Uh, I was waiting for my team to go. And game's over. And this ref was just like, like she would be like, he got hit. Not even close to the, like, not even close to the ball. But it was, like, clearly she was just a bad ref. Like, maybe she was, like, forgot to wear glasses or some shit. And so game's over. My brother's team loses. I go up to all to him and all his buddies. And I see her, like, ref walk away pretty far, like, fetching a ball. I'm, like, talking to him. I'm, like, yeah, that fucking ref was a bitch. <laughs> and what a bitch. all of my brother's friends are, like, oh. And I turn around, right standing literally right behind me. And, uh, and she's like, well, that wasn't very nice. I'm like, uh-huh, and just start. I just run. <laughs> you just run away like you're a 13. kid? Yeah, uh-huh. I was 13. I was like, okay, it's like when you were a kid, I'm you're just like, run away. away. All yeah. problems go away if you're no longer oh. in the vicinity. I run oh, away. I'm like amazing. hanging out back, and my dad comes out. And I'm like, what's up, dad? He's like, what is up, son? <laughs> Five people called me. I got me. a phone call today. <laughs> yeah. No, we're still at the tournament. I'm just outside. Oh, wow. And he's like, uh, hey, buddy. So what'd you, what'd you say to that ref? And I was like, Nothing. <laughs> so I go and apologize, of course. Oh, she's dude, like, it's all right. so embarrassing. She's like, I'm a referee. Yeah. I get it. I I would like to uh, 
explain something that just happened for those that are playing the home game. Um, I yes. took a sip of the Montucky cold snack. Oh, did you? Uh, have a you and I, uh, Bobby, just saw my reaction. I I winced a little, and it wasn't due to the quality or consistency of Montucky. It was a PTSD. flashback <laughs> to the beer mile where, yeah, I vomited all over downtown Mesa, um, <clears throat> fueled by that. Uh, it's called conditional res- That's conditional all anyone would have talked about if uh, Trent wouldn't. Was it Trent? Someone ate real bad shit right at the end. And we uh, already talked about this. It was. Yeah, I know. Do, do we want to? We're not bringing it back up to discuss. <laughs> oh, I mean, we can. But I'm a stickler for accuracy. It was. It was Sullivan. So, oh, yeah. goddamn it! Right, yeah. yeah. Sullivan. I, I didn't think it was Trent. I just I Mark saw Sullivan. him today and, and me. Yeah, Mark. I've reviewed the tape since, and uh, I would say you know it's a it's a mutual. Uh, Affect. I just like to put that to bed and maybe not, yeah. you like just never talk about you it never again. talk about it again. <laughs> Listen, I got your back on that one. Uh, it so, seemed mutual. So, so, so Sullivan's a he's Sullivan, tough dude. Listen, he's, he's a tough dude, and uh, maybe he just remembers it differently. But real quick, I do uh, I do want to circle back to that, what we were just talking about. So when I was about nineteen, right after high school, right a lot of high school parties, lots of drugs in different rooms and stuff like that. Um, small town, we're all kind of. Just sitting on this group of couches. There's people doing meth in the back, and that's not really any of our bag. Might meet like me and my crew, but like we know what's going on. You know, it's small town, and so we're just on the couch. And how uh, wild is just like and, oh, they're just casually doing some. Meth and so I'm there. just like talking shit about this chick. You've like, obviously never lived in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking shit about this chick. You know, I'm young, and I'm not saying anything that's fucking cool or woke or anything like that. And uh, but she's also one of the chicks in the back doing meth. So I'm kind of like talking some shit, and. Um, and I see my friends like trying to get my attention, but I'm like in the moment, like I think I'm a fucking stand up comedian. I'm 19. I got some shit to say. Let uh, me bu- work some new material in. Yeah. My buddy Zach, who's probably the other dude in the room, my size, he he squats down behind me and he's like, Alex, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna need you to focus up here. Brooke's brother is sitting right in front of you. <laughs> and we're in his house. His <laughs> name is are, on the mortgage. Yeah. These are all of his friends. Yeah. They're four of us. Can you tone it the fuck down? <laughs> and I was like, and he should actually. And, and I was like, am I over the line? And he's like, I think so. You're so far over the like, line. He's like, but we might be able to get out of here yet. And right. I was like, what? And, so, and then so like I literally just kind of shift away from specifically shit talking about her to clowning some other fucking jabroni in the room. Oh, I, good thing you didn't just like backpedal me like, God, this lady sucks. She's fucking stupid. But I mean, she's like a really nice lady. She probably pays her taxes on yeah. time. She's yeah, a stand-up yeah. lady. <laughs> like the most awkward yeah. backpedal me like, yeah, dude, we, we heard the first part. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing when people are like, hey, I heard you said, and I was like, believe all of it. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> said every word. I said every word, I and I mean fuck. it. I was like, unless you got something to say about it, like unless you want to talk about it right now, unless until you're just asking, I said it. Now what? Wow. And that's ended everything for me. Like The Tupac er- came out in you. <laughs> Sorry. So early in the I industry. Ain't a killer, but don't push me. Yeah. <laughs> getting revenge is the sweetest chore next to getting pussy. I mean, whatever. Uh, but. You I mean, said it. <laughs> it is. It is the next line. Um, so it. Um, early in this industry, I, I got some advice from somebody uh, who I actually do have a tremendous amount of respect for still. But it was basically like when something goes down, you have two options. You can either just say, nah, or you can shut your fucking mouth. It's good advice. That squad leader one time always told me that if, unless there was audio or video proof, deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. And he got me out of every... Is that guy a lawyer every, 
Well, no, he was just like, because I don't want to have to do the paperwork on all your negative counselings and, and you know, and Article 15s, man. Because I was, I mean, I am. We're trying to spend that on jets to Hawaii, I'm bro. A, I'm a bit of a prankster, and uh, some of the better ones I ever pulled were while I was deployed. Um, you got any stories about those pranks? Uh, well, it has, they, uh, first off, as a, as a statement, uh, an indictment is not a conviction. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, and a story is not a confession. Yeah, no. Uh, I remember a guy one time looked a lot like me. Um, sure. was issued uh, uh, pepper spray uh, by a very uh, ill-informed supply sergeant stateside to ward off uh, wild dogs okay. over in um, the Africa? Middle East. Middle East. Okay. Well, I, I, I know wild dogs are in the African continent a huge actual issue. So. Middle East as a whole, yeah, absolutely. Middle East, has um, a they're like they're akin to uh, yotes out here, uh, but yeah, they live yeah, in yeah. packs. Uh, like somewhere th- between like a coyote and a hyena, right? Like just, no, just a regular dog. Like no, just, no, that's what I'm saying is, but oh. they behave somewhere between like a coyote and a hyena because they're, they're aggressive and they're shitty. super aggressive. They yeah, hunt, they hunt in packs. They hunt in packs. They're mangy. Yeah. They're you mm-hmm. know they yeah. they carry diseases. And actually, since I was I was canine myself in the military, our SOP was um, to keep them at a distance. And if they broke a barrier, and, and and initially it was like super short radius. It was like 20 feet. You had we had full uh, rules of engagement. To, uh, to neutralize any type of contact. And I'll let you decipher what that means. Um, I've seen kill no, counts high. I've seen yeah. no cops treat dogs in America. Well, okay, that's different. Oh, jeez. No, 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 no. The training is coming <laughs> no. from somewhere, right? No, 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 no. And it was, it's tough because it, it, was, no? it was pulling us in two different directions because we love dogs because we were yeah, canine, right? Of course. But these, you have to kind of, you, you have to understand that these aren't dogs. Shoot apart by This isn't wild, like a chihuahua yeah. and a great Dane this, and all th- that. This isn't a domesticized, like, kindred soul that's going to understand. They're wild, feral yeah. dogs. Big, thick coyote. Yeah. Every interaction they've had with a human has not been chill. It's not, no. Up until this point, no. they don't think that you're their savior. Yeah, not friends. Yeah. yeah. So we had we had SOPs in order, um, and um, so I just started of, blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> My shells hit the float. No. Uh, so no, he uh, the supply sergeant. He issued us uh, pepper spray, just basic pepper spray. And to to deploy pepper spray, you have to uh, actually experience pepper spray. And, you know, it's even like tasers. You've seen the videos. If you are authorized, part of the training is to incur that's stupid training not at all really i disagree why do you think why like, if you're going to deploy a non-lethal a force that's, oh. have you been shot no i thank god see no. like so pepper spray is like hey this is really gonna hurt and i'm like awesome it's a good tool and they're like but first we want to hurt you real bad well no you need to experience what you're what you're discharging like what you're what you're dosing out so, so, there's, so you're not just haphazard you'd be like i, I, I actually have a, a, a different perspective on this and, and you've I been actually, you no means no alex have you been pepper sprayed <laughs> yeah i've been pepper sprayed in gas uh, i did I, I did i did some <laughs> and he's like and i never got my well, my so, spray i never so, got mine so i i did some stuff out with the national guard when uh, i was in my like teens and early 20s and that was when he was were you in the national the guard no they, they were trying to get me to like hang out and like maybe join the military i had a bus driver who's like in the National Guard, and he's like, I was 17, he's like, hey, come out, and they, they brought me out, 17, 18, 19, I spent out in the woods, or in the two weeks of training, and they gassed me, they pepper sprayed me, but what I learned out there is that that stuff is about the OODA loop, which is observe, orient, orient um, attack, or act, and fuck. I, no, you got it, keep going. Yeah, so You're good. The, the point is, is when you disrupt the OODA loop, that's the military advantage, like from Sun Tzu to fucking Petraeus, the, disrupting the OODA loop is how you win a war. And in 
from a street fight to, to massive war, right? And so learning to get gas, learning to get pepper sprayed, you, you now know what these experiences are. So when they come at you in a combat situation, you know how to stop and orient. And your average person doesn't. Yeah. And that is the first step in containing a broken OODA loop is being able to orient when you're hit with an unexpected activity. And so I think that getting pepper sprayed when you're working with pepper spray, especially if the wind blows wrong or you get pepper sprayed or anything like that, like if you're with an adversary, one of you knows how to stop and orient. Okay, I'll, I'll accept. I agree, I'll accept that. I, um, is OODA loop an acronym? Yeah, yeah dude, it's, everything's an acronym in the military. So it's uh, uh, it's orient, observe. Um, do you geez. know? I'm just um, I'm I'm soaking this in. <laughs> I love watching civilians struggle on uh, military acronyms. Well, I, I actually Semper Five, brother. That, <laughs> Semper Five, geez, wrong branch, but and <laughs> I was literally explaining this loss yesterday. It is the beers in the pod, but um, I, I am familiar with how it works. Uh, and the, the the thing that I really truly respect about that because, like, at first you do like, why are you unnecessarily gassing somebody? But when you're like literally taught, it's like, well, if you haven't been gassed. You don't it's know what it's really like. Really surprising. Yeah. And if you've done it before, you know that the panic might set in, or like that lung collapse right in like the last couple minutes. Like you will survive if you just calm down. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll. I really like to think that the first guy who did all this and he's like, "You did what? <laughs> you he's have like, to do this I too." I invented a cool <laughs> acronym. <laughs> no, no, no. Him and his buddy in the military were like, "Yo, pepper spray it sucks, but you know what's really fun to do? Fucking just spray people with it." He's like. <laughs> We'll just make a rule that if you want to get pepper spray, you, you have, have to, to let feed. me pepper spray yeah. you. Because that sucker. shit's tight. <laughs> so gas. You know that's what it was. The gas chamber is a rite of passage through boot camp, much in the same CS gas. Uh, it's riot control gas, um, and that's you talk to anybody who's uh, ever been in the military. It's it's an all throughout all branches. Um, it's an experience, kind of rite of passage, much in the same. You you learn a lot about yourself. Yes. I'm assuming it truly sucks. It's not. It's terrible, yeah. but. I mean, I do it again because maybe I'm, I'm I got a screw loose. And right? I'm one can short of a six pack. So <laughs> um, no, but pe- with pepper spray, be- getting back to dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so keep us on track here. Yeah, we're talking about pranks. Yeah, uh, this yes. is probably one of my favorite one. So um, wait, we were killing. You're talking about killing dogs. I did not say anything about killing okay, dogs. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure this does not end in dog death. No, no, it's pranks. Per- no. Well, so we're talking about he, this yeah. uh, this ill-advised, ill-informed uh, supply sergeant stateside uh, gave us a bunch of pepper spray. So I had pepper spray with me for those Y'all reasons. Y'all are going to need this. Yeah, he's like, right. and he, he already also gave us, he, he, he issued us uh, collapsible billy clubs. Oh, like collapsible oh, uh, batons. Like ass ones? Yeah. Oh. I got mine. It's not in my truck. Don't break into that truck of mine. <laughs> Uh, no, I. Um, uh, he's like this, so you can you know ward off any any wild dogs. I'm like, if they're that close, <laughs> yeah, we're in, you already fucked like, up. Yeah, you 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 done you done fucked up. And um, it's not like they come in one. The reason behind that is that there's so many uh, uh, diseases that those uh, mm-hmm. those feral dogs carry, both known and unknown. That if they ever even came in contact, let alone a bite, um, that our we had an, an immediate required 90 day quarantine for Holy our dog. Cow. The dog had to be kenneled in quarantine, oh, run all the, the tests okay, for the dog, for the American dog, the MW. WD, the military working dog. Yeah. And essentially, you're like a sniper without your sniper rifle. I was a canine handler without my dog. Not yeah. saying I was useless. I yeah. mean, I still had a rifle and was able to. I mean, you did a little dog clicker? 
Listen, all those dog not fans don't Ch- mean anything without a dog, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but you know, we're still primary. You know, we're still yeah. war fighters with yeah. our yeah, of course, with our weapons. But uh, as a specialist, um, I was explosive uh, detection canine handler as SSD, specialized search dog, mm-hmm. um, and um, so essentially bomb. We called it boom. We're searching for boom, and. Um, so if the dog that 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 situation could never present itself, period, stop for ninety days, I was combat ineffective, and I it's it's just a waste of waste of time, waste of money. I'm over there, I'm you know in quarantine. So we had actions to uh, to to make sure that never happened. Yep. So they gave us pepper spray. I never used pepper spray. Like it's you're way too close because at that point, I think our SOPs reached reached out to like okay, hundred meters, hundred meters, you're a football field away, engage. Like we yeah. need to you know figure this out. Long story pepper short, pepper spray sprays like oh, 10 yeah, feet? exactly. Not even yeah, bear okay. spray speed uh, sprays twenty feet, and that's a deployment, and, yeah. and that's. Again, another thing. If I have anybody that you don't you want know, those dogs ten feet from you. Oh god! Oh god! No! Yeah. No! You're in it. You're in it more than you than you think you want yeah. to admit. Uh, it's like when you fix bayonets. They're like, "Oh, we're such a warfighter. Like, it's gonna get." I'm like, "No, it's it. Shit has hit the fan more than oh yeah. You anybody cares to admit if you're fixing bayonets? And yeah. that's I believe they, they call that uh, foobar or going pear shaped. If you're from down under, <laughs> okay. Yeah, foobar. <laughs> foobar is correct. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I had this, uh, I had this pepper spray, uh, that was just fucking just, just being on, it was on my kit and I had no, like I had no use for it, but I needed to use it because I'm a, I'm a very utilitarian kind of guy. If I've got a tool, I want to use the tool. So I had this Lieutenant one time, uh, I was attached to a national guard unit out of Ohio, um, 612th engineer brigade, love them to death. They're the rhinos, but they were weekend warriors and I love them to death. Um, I was active army, not that we looked down on them, but they got deployed and they came over and the, the guys I got to meet were some of the best guys in the world. Um, their leadership would had some opportunity for growth and we had this Lieutenant, I'll not name her name, uh, but a butter bar LT, uh, fresh out of ROTC and hold, hold, so what is it? What does butter bar mean? Like an LT one first Lieutenant, uh, sorry, a uh, second Lieutenant. Oh, so, so it just looks like a 22 year old, like a 22 oh, year old. It's a single bar, single bar. It's a butter bar. Like okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was 22, fresh out of ROTC, just graduated college and she got deployed. And um, I had somebody mail me a Dora the Explorer uh, <laughs> doll because she looked just like her. And uh, she had like that short bob, that black hair bob yeah. with the bangs. And I remember walk, kicking in the door. Uh, to her to her office in the XO at the talk uh, tactical operation operation command anyway and I threw her the doll and I'm like hey LT catch and I had a camera ready and she grabbed it turned looked at me and I clicked a photo and ran away and then had them printed and it was like who wore it best it was like who's the re- who can is- you say who's getting in trouble oh that. <laughs> That wasn't the prank. That was just to give like background on who she was. Uh, oh, you talk about oh, Lord. I- all right. about as useless as tits on a boar hog this lt <laughs> she um um just gave me such a hard time every time um uh, i mean I, whatever so i used to i used to give her i gave her a hard time uh and one Did time you give her no heart no oh, okay. no <laughs> <Okay>. there's no <laughs> fraternization between enlisted and, and officers yeah but, sure uh, uh military is super known for following the rules <laughs> anyways keep going <laughs> <laughs> okay so to give you to give a perspective she used to um i come back from a mission i'd be like you know a three-day or a seven-day mission outside the wire and then we were just dragging knuckles coming back just dehydrated all i want hot chow yeah, you know, yeah, all I want is hot chow, and we, we, you know, we, we hump the uh, the convoy to get back through the gate in time to to, to debrief and just go straight to the chow hall. Mm-hmm. And it was like we had 15 minutes before they shut the, the defect or dining facility down, and she's like, "Shocky, get in here!" I'm like, "What's up, Lieutenant?" She goes, "Sit down." I'm like, "Can we just?" 
can you give me third 20 minutes can i go get some like i just want to bite i just want to bite like i i've been i've been eating mres and i haven't pooped for seven days like i just want to have a hot meal i don't even need a shower just let me go get some chow i'll get it to go i'll be right back she's like sit down that's an order i'm like okay she did that for too many times Mm -hmm. uh let's say a couple weeks in a row and then one time i was like hey hey ma'am you you know what you really don't kind of really know what I do. Like you, you, you read the reports. You help me write the, the bombs that we found and the the EOD, ex, you know, controlled deaths of all the court uh, explosives we blow. Mm. Won't you? Won't you grab your battle rattle? Won't you jump in? We got an extra seat in the eleven fourteen. Just jump in the hum, hum, uh, Humvee with me, and you can be my my security because I need a personal security. I'm focused on my dog for snipers and such. And uh, she's like, "Yeah, that'd be fun." Oh my gosh! So she. Oh, god. oh my god! This you get into these guys. I was working with the Tenth Mountain Division, and uh, these guys have been in country for like a fucking year and some change, and they're just they're torn up, right? Nothing, nothing works. Everything is worn down, and other than their weapons, their weapons yeah. are pristine. And she shows up <laughs> with like creases in her uniform, like brand <laughs> new patch. Oh, it, not a not a stitch out of place. And I kept her out there for only a twenty four hour mission, but kept her up for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. And we came back. And we made it again, just in time for Chow, in about ten minutes. You know and I'm like, and I, I, I mean, she had a couple MREs, but she wasn't eating them. She's like, I'll just wait till we get back to base. I'm like, man, we don't know if we're gonna go back to base. I have yeah. to find these bombs if there are bombs, and we have to, you know, we're gonna do this thing. The mission first, always place the mission first. Yeah. We're gonna do this. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll just wait. Just, hey, Does she talk so sultry the whole time? Everybody I make fun of has a lisp. Okay, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just trying to. So we get back to I'm base, immersed. clear our weapons. And uh, and she and everyone's like, all right, guys, we're going to chow. We get the defect. We got about ten minutes before they shut it down. And it's like an eighteen minute walk, so we're gonna have to run, like literally run. And uh, she's like, all right, let's go get some chow. I go, no, ma'am, we have to debrief this mission right fucking now. Mm-hmm. Sit down. <laughs> That's not in order. There is no time. <laughs> yeah. After that, she didn't fuck with me for the rest of my deployment. But anyway, so oh, this no, lieutenant a taste oh, of their medicine. Yeah. So that was kind of my little hoorah. Um. So before that mission and we had a mutual respect for each other and she let me do my job and do what I do and she was there to help support and guide and lead um, I had this again callback pepper spray and it was in the devil's dick balls of fucking summer it was like July it was 120 degrees out and in the middle Gross. of the night I run up to the uh, officer quarters they had trailers we were still in hooches uh like these canvas tents mm. no ac oh, she had swamp cooler she yeah not barely swamp cooler if it worked in between all the blackouts yeah. so she had an ac unit you know the wall units mm-hmm. and uh, i took that pepper spray and i completely hosed her intake and it absolutely engulfed her fucking room and oh. she came out of the door like a cartoon just like skidded <laughs> In the middle of the air, and I pulled her stairs away because it's about probably an 18 or two foot drop. They had these wooden stairs, so I pulled oh, the stairs no. out in the middle of the aisle, and I hung a sign that says "Watch your step." So it's like a Wiley Coyote cartoon. It's exactly what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She uh, she ended up like kind of tripping and falling out of it because she was you know yeah. assholes and elbows yep, with like snot. Closed, I couldn't like, see anything, and then she rolled out. Uh, she heard some snickering, but I cannot confirm nor deny if it was me or my friends. And then uh, we ran off the into the night. Like you. We watched, uh, yes, the, the guy that looks just like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all watching an NVGs, uh, which is even made it even better. Ugh. Anyway, um, uh, then they tried to write me up for 
a prank suspicion of pepper spray. No, it's pepper sprayed intake of AC unit in, in parentheses suspected pepper spray. It was like it was all under suspect, and yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about unless you have video proof because we do, we filmed it or audio of anything going on. And um, she's like, I rolled my ankle. That's assault on an officer. I'm like, ma'am, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that was my I rolled my ankle. Yeah, bitch, you got covered in pepper spray. Like, but like the <laughs> next week, I was like, "Ma'am, do you really want to get some shit? Like, do you want to roll in the mud with us? Yeah, like you can be my security. Let's go outside the wire and actually get after it. Let's bring the mm-hmm. fight to them." And then she did, and it was only twenty four hours, and that's all it took. She's like, "Respect." Mm-hmm. In fact, when you get back, you know, I'll be on the net, and if you just give me like, "Hey, grab," "Hey, defects closing," I'm like, "Cool, Sapper K nine, can you grab me a plate?" That's it, and it was just it was legit. And yeah. we ended up actually become really good friends. <laughs> yeah, we should all pepper spray each other and just become really good friends. Oh, she didn't like that. She came back later. I mean, we had a beer stateside later, and she's like, "You know, I had a flashback back to the gas chamber." I'm like, "We've all been there, ma'am." <laughs> she drinks a Montucky. She's like, "Oh God, uh, yeah. oh no." <laughs> there was definitely some stuff after the last episode when you came on, and you're like, "Oh, you're supposed to get me to talk about this." But because- Appalachian Trail. Uh, maybe I'd uh, I'm so dog pilot, shit pilot, like air, no no uh, no you said that to me as well so let's just get into it we can uh, talk about that we well, can do well, no we're gonna talk about that because I'm tracking time and in, in, in process so oh yeah you got to get out of here well no no we're good yeah I but I just want to I want to make sure we get this and then there's a few other things so okay. uh, let's talk about the Appalachian Trail so real quick I just want to maybe regale the audience who doesn't give a shit what I know about the Appalachian Trail because I want you to know. Sure. And what I know about the Appalachian Trail is as someone with calves like these, uh, I want to go hiking, but I could never take the time off. I'm drinking all of this, uh, by we're, the way. We're, we're getting in this bitch. Okay. Uh, uh, Stygian, which is um, a whole like Sumerian thing. Uh, Stygian uh, dessert. That, so that's like, opening. yeah, yeah, we're going to get right into this. Just like nuns this. farting. Here we go. Oh, here we go. So, um, what I know about the Appalachian Trail, aside from so many people disappear on it, it's weird. That corp is uh, on there. And I've seen The Wonderful Wild Whites of West Virginia, which is my favorite documentary on the planet. Please go watch it. And then thirdly, it's some of the greatest hiking nice. in America. So, <clears throat> those are the things I know about the Appalachian Trail. Bobby, do you have anything to add? I watched a movie <clears throat> that my mom wanted to watch with two <laughs> old guys that hiked the Appalachian Trail Yeah, it's trail called they Walk in the Woods. Walk in the Woods, yeah. That's what I It's a long trail. It looks okay. pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a river three month spots. hike or whatever. But you can just like hike. pop off the trail and like go to... Well, uh, I mean, you can do whatever. Yeah, but if you're just going to like be hardcore and hike it... Well, there, here's the deal. There's no way you can hike that trail and have packed in all your food. For sure, but you can make dramatic like... Uh, I love all of this. I love hearing all this. Again, the thing that I'm the most interested what, in isn't it like over a is how miles? many people I'll just get constantly specs. disappear and they're just like, whatever. And then like, you know, in the 70s, there was a movie kind of made about this. Called The Trail of Appalachia. No, Burt Reynolds. Oh, stop. That's Georgia. That was specifically Georgia. That's I hiked through the area. That was filmed. Yeah. What is this? Deliverance. He's talking about deliverance. Dueling banjos, the albino. Feel like a pig boy. He actually just died recently. No. Not was, Burt Reynolds. No, no. The banjo no, I think kid. Burt Reynolds just got out of jail. <laughs> when isn't he in jail? He's in prison. Uh, he is the bandit. Um, no, yeah, the banjo kid from Deliverance. Yeah, the albino yeah, actually he, just died. Yeah, uh, which he, is, and honestly, shout out, that's a long life for an albino, just saying. He's a, he was a local... Uh, local banjo player um, in that area, the uh, the backwoods, uh, mm-hmm. or 
you know, Georgia. <laughs> um, no, and he, um, they, 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 they picked him up. He, um, he overdosed on vitamin D. Oh, fucking fucking. Uh, <laughs> the so, dumb jokes I laugh at in my What would head. you like to hear about the Appalachian <laughs> Trail? Because it was uh, obviously a very impactful well, no, part no, of my no, life. No, I, I want to hear about it. We're just telling you what we know, which is okay. ridiculous. And you need to literally make a stop and just <laughs> get into it. The Please. Appalachian Trail is one of many, but top three uh, national scenic trails uh, in the Department of the Interior with the... Uh, here in America. Yeah, so, I, I actually went and hung out with them uh, two years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, hey, you can't mine your rainy mouth of Grand Canyon. It's bad. Yeah, so Department of the Interior covers all national forests and uh, uh, national parks and such, and uh, they... they uh, they don't quite manage the National Trail, National Scenic Trail system. There are five big ones. Three of the top three, also known as the Triple Crown, uh, is the, we know, the PCT, which is also made famous by uh, a hiker named Cheryl Street, who made the movie Wild. She wrote a book, but Wild is an indie film uh, with Reese Meryl, Witherspoon. That's not Meryl Street, that's Cheryl Street. Cheryl Street, and that Street. is. Street. Yes. Okay. And uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, portrayed her oh Ro- i did see that yep that's okay. the pct the pacific okay. crest trail the cdt right. is the newest one uh the pct goes from california to Ca- sorry canada through the three states uh is that part of the donner trail donner party of 50 i just is <laughs> that, that part of uh their their uh the, is that the last leg of their journey <laughs> that'd be the cdt continental divide trail that went through the rocky mountains the continental oh. divide that goes from mexico to canada uh, through up through New Mexico and Colorado and Montana and so forth. Right. And then the oldest, the first, is the Appalachian Trail, as depends on what part of the Mason-Dixon line you're on, because they still have a Mason-Dixon line. It's Appalachian Trail or Appalachian Trail. Okay. Southern. I thought some Lewis and Clark show would come into this, but I like that, where you're at here. That movie was made famous, or sorry, that trail was made famous recently uh, by a movie called In the... In, um, Walk in the Woods. Woods. Thank you, Walk in yeah. the Woods. Uh, and that's uh, portrayed by Robert Redford. So. yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah, so, like uh, pros and cons. Uh, cons because it popularized the national trail system, scenic system, and it has brought more people to attempt the uh, the actual through hike. I'll explain that in a sec. So less people are disappearing. More, more people are attempting it that yeah. are ill prepared because they were motivated by a by movie on Netflix movie. or something. Yeah. yeah, and they're absolutely. I call them house cats. They have no business I being saw that outside. Movie in theaters. Thank you very. Did you much. really? Yeah. So okay. in in a similar thing, did you <clears throat> with my there, mom? There is a correlation between like popular like, um, <sighs> like speakers and like all sorts of other like Delicious. different like motivational people, and then just general like this kind of whole similar thing mm-hmm. that I'm explaining poorly. But there is a literal observable increase in death like on Everest by volume. Yeah. Between when it became popularized and when people like, and now they like ratios, man. More well, people, more more death. Right? Well, like, actually, now now Everest that, right? is on this like basically it's this long line. Like you're literally just standing in queue hiking up Everest. It's, well, that, it's, I mean that that was most popularized recently. Y- yes, but what I'm saying is, is like it, it feels like maybe the Appalachian Trail is headed to a similar direction where it's now been popularized. And even me, like I, I'm from the woods, right? So I, I've, I've, I've camped out. I'm, a, I'm an Eagle Scout. Like I know how to survive in the wilderness. I'm also an Eagle Scout. And Three Eagle Scouts. What? what? <laughs> Let's go camping. Oh my goodness. Who else did we do this? We talked about Eagle oh, Scouts. Boy yeah, Scouts were uh, way too long. I think it was was it a Thad actually? No. No, it was totally. Maybe thad. it was Thad. It was totally Thad. Yeah, we talked about Boy Scouts for a long time. Thad. Oh, I could talk. I mean, it was a big part of my life growing up. Yeah. So and. Uh, 
and yeah, I, I did the whole thing. So I kindergarten the Cubs and then the, the, you know, the whole. Tiger Scout, Cub Scout, Boy Gee, Scouts. This guy and, you know. called himself an Eagle Scout. Did you can't remember Cub Scouts? Right. Or even Tiger Scouts, the first, first uh, can... kindergarten. Did you ever, uh, did you go to Philmont? No. National Jambo. No, my, Boundary uh, Waters? My family was very poor. I didn't get out much. Well, I sold a shitload of wreaths and, and roping uh, to pay for all that. I was the number one salesman uh, in my troop. Yeah, straight up, I, like, I am definitely <laughs> from a Mormon tickets. town and was not Mormon per se in that part of my childhood. So I, I was not in the money groups. The point being... Um, is someone who likes to get outdoors. I've even been kind of attracted to the Appalachian Trail. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm a methodical, like, I, I bring that up to say, like, I don't try to, like, go out and camp somewhere and be like, we're just going to rough it if I don't, like, understand what I'm kind of getting myself sure. into. But by popularizing things through, like, media, uh, a lot of, you, you said it earlier, Weekend Warriors are just like, oh, I'll go kick that out real quick because I'm on the treadmill twice a week. And yeah. I'm like, well, maybe no, that doesn't mean you know how to like find water or food when you fucked up. Right. So the trail is, is, is not as backwoodsy, you know, Bushman uh, type of the through hikers and through hikers. There's, there's three types of people uh, that, that do the national trail system, the national scenic trail system. There's uh, through hikers. Those are the individuals through that start T H R U hyphen hiker. Through hiker tries to knock out the entire uh, trail trail within off. a calendar year, start oh. to finish from okay. southern terminus to northern terminus or vice versa, depending on your direction. Typically northbound or no bow is most popular because you can start earlier in the year as the southern hemisphere, southern states warm up first. Okay, and just real yes, quick, in the front. Uh, <laughs> so that's quite the accomplishment. And there is, and, and I've probably fucked it up twice already, but. So if you were just to theoretically just try to hike it as straight through as one can, yep. what is is that 90 days? Is that six months? You what, what is it? It's... Alex, great question. It depends. So okay. um, there's unsupported and supported. Supported is when you try get the people that are trying to um, NK, uh, NKT that shit, and they uh, essentially it is like fastest known time. Sorry, FKT, fastest known time. And they're like okay. ultra marathon trail runners, and they have vans that meet them ahead and like prepare their food, yeah. and they can sleep in the van, whatever. Screw those guys. Um, they're just trying to be on like Merrill yeah, magazine. They're or like something. influencers. And yeah, exactly. So gauges. unsupported is exactly that. No, you cannot carry all of your food. Uh, everything is is gauged around how much food you can you can carry. And yeah, you can carry two weeks worth of food. Yeah, pack it. But it's going to be an eighty pound pack. Yeah. And you want to keep it as light as you can. So and then of course in it, like in every hobby and industry, there's the there's the nerds like the the ones that take it to the extreme, the ultra light backpackers mm-hmm. where their base weight is under ten pounds. Yeah, they're like got helium balloons. Base weight is everything. Get it. You're traumatized. Yeah. So no, they're the ones that are like. Like shaving down the bristles on the toothbrush and cutting their handle in half, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like those seriously. Um, so I started. So the Appalachian Trail starts in uh, Springer Mountain, Georgia, which is on the northern part. Goes travels north. I went northbound uh, through fourteen states over two thousand one hundred ninety point nine miles in the year Holy of two thousand eighteen when I did it. And if it, the northern terminus is in uh, Baxter State Park up in Maine on the summit of Mount Katahdin. Very magical place, very special place to, in my heart, okay. and it tra- like I said, like I said, travels through fourteen states. Twenty five percent of the trail is Virginia alone, <laughs> and we call it the Virginia Blues because you're used to just banging out, you know, new state, new yeah. state, state border, state border, and then you hit Virginia, and you're in that state for oh, like. So you're in this rhythm of like new thing, new thing, new thing, yeah, and, and then you're like, oh, I'm and it's a, through the Midwest. It's, it's still the Appalachian, at that point, it's still the Appalachian, the Appalachian Mountains. So you're in this green tunnel. Um, you don't get a lot of views. It's you're under the canopy. Anyway, um, oh, that's my favorite though. 
Uh, any so if you're in 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 relatively good shape um, to begin with, yeah. and you have a goal, and you have the planning and logistics. My sister actually was making fun of me when I was getting ready to go. I made the announcement in the beginning of January. I pushed off on 420, mm-hmm. and in Shout those three out. months, yep, coming up, and in those three months, four months that I was preparing, I was sh- doing you know training and shakedown hikes and looking at my gear, repacking my pack, pack my pack, repack my pack, buy new gear. Try. She's like, list, and like I was getting mail, like care packages and resupplies ready and she's like listen if you don't finish this it's not going to be for lack of planning yeah because i had these like flat rate boxes already pre-addressed and numbered in order and i i text her i'm like hey uh can you mail box number one tomorrow or in the next two days i'm going to be in what you know uh hot springs north carolina by that time and and it was funny because i didn't really need the food because you only really need to carry four to like four to five days worth of food at any given time you'll be at a road you can hitchhike i hitchhiked a lot really oh yeah that i mean you're homeless right so you need to get to the nearest (laughs) town all i really ever needed to go into town to resupply was a dollar general which every small town has Mm -hmm. um a laundromat, which primarily every small town yeah. has. And then typically... Truck stop will get you for all that. Even a shower. Yeah. But we're not near interstates. Yeah. Okay. Per se. So, and the well, last one... The last one I always liked was Little Caesars. So, mm-hmm. what I would do is I'd, I'd hitchhike into a town, a thumb a ride. Five bucks for a whole pie. D- hot and ready. To this day. Yeah. Love them. So, I would go into town and I would go... I'd actually strip butt the fuck naked in the laundromat. I didn't care. Oh, I, I looked like... Little a, Caesars. I was like... No, I in the laundromat. Because, I mean, it's like when you do laundry. Are you ever really caught up on laundry unless you're doing laundry naked? Uh, so Fair. I, I went yeah. Through, I went through this conundrum in the Grand Canyon. Uh, so, I was in the river washing my clothes. And so, I just soaked and washed the clothes I was also wearing. I've done that. So, technically... All of the clothes I was wearing were clean yeah. for like a brief moment. So I get that I get butt I get in my birthday suit. Not that I'd stand around my birthday suit. That's how you get a, that's how you get you know you get Decent in yeah. That's how you get the cops get called and put you in bracelets. But uh, I put on then my rain gear. Got it. And um, and right. then you do laundry and then I go over and I do a resupply at Dollar General. I could probably get three to four days, five days. So you're worth. wandering around butt naked, poncho. No, I mean resupply. I had I had I had rain. Uh, oh, I actually, what's called? I'm sorry, there it, it was a skirt, but I called it a rain kilt because I'm a man. No, uh, I had a rain skirt that I would wear because when it's, it's raining, a it's a kilt. Who cares if your socks and your shoes are wet? They're already going to get wet. But yeah. like, I just didn't want my, my my you know my lower like my. My, my shorts wet and I rain jacket so Listen, I wear chafing's like that shit's real <laughs> it is you gotta, you gotta keep it fucking dry so I go into town I start a load I'd go over to Dollar General I'd resupply for 20 bucks for the next five days and then I'd change my laundry from the washer to the dryer I'd go over to hot, to grab a hot and ready I'd house the whole thing I'd make a couple phone calls Tight. and then I'd go grab my stuff and i hit the trail perfect and that was my quick resupply and I did that about once a week uh, for five months and two days. And you're hiking right after you thought? For five yeah. Oh, so your body's just Homeless for, Yeah, and it's funny. When I <laughs> I, apply, I got, actually got hired for a job right after the uh, Appalachian Trail, and I had a couple of weeks before and a couple of weeks after. So essentially, they asked me <laughs> on the tax breaks, they're like, um, are, are you a homeless veteran that has lived consecutively, or, or not consecutively, uh, cumulatively from uh, at least six months without a home? I go, <laughs> I guess I am a homeless veteran. Yeah. <laughs> they got a tax yes. break. <laughs> At the brewery. <laughs> so I just hiked the Appalachian Trail. Now, you asked, uh, 90 days, whatever. You can do the any of the trails, sub 100, if you're in relatively good shape to start off and you have the tenacity and the grit and the determination. So Goggins, under 90 days. Oh, he yeah, that guy would probably trail run it. The FKT for the AT, bad as last I checked, was like 43 days. But that's like... 
back to back to back to back to well, back. Well, fifty it, it, mile. And, and that's like yeah. you're you're sponsored. You know what you're doing. You're yeah. in shape. Like, yeah, I'm just talking like average yeah, Joe. I took my time. Everything. I took my time. I had a I had a, anywhere between a thirty to forty five pound pack, depending on like how far I needed to go mm-hmm. to the next that's, town. And, and that's water everything. Conservative considering. Like, yeah, I um. Did you do the whole thing? I did complete the whole thing. Here, you yes. want to hear some like, stats? You said yes I, or no? I, 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 I do. Okay, I so I, I love hiking. As glorified and popularized as it is through uh, through media and those movies and the books, the Appalachian Trail at the year the alum as the class that class of eighteen that year I started. Yes, the class that I started in eighteen eighteen two thousand eighteen. There was about uh, just shy of five thousand people that attempted it. In the first three days, uh, you have to get through the first three days because that's the first actual like real road you can oh, get picked up yeah. on. Um, because you're on the trail and you you climb and summit the first mountain. It's called Blood Mountain for a reason. Because when you come down off of it, your feet or nipples are bleeding. Eighty percent of those that set out to hike the Appalachian Trail quit. Quit. How many miles is that? So it's two thousand one hundred ninety point. No, no, no. Oh. To that point, like three days, maybe thirty. Because we we encourage like eight yeah. to ten mile days in the first week to yeah. get your feet ready. I've done Havasu uh, down and back. And that's 40 miles. Right? Yeah, we average like... And, and you get three days to do that, and you get to kind of camp. So I'm just trying to like figure out what the vibe is. 125 miles, 100, 125 miles a week. So, I mean, depends. We, okay, I mean, we would average like marathon intense. days, like 20, 25, 26-mile days. 20 is a good day. 14 is taking it easy. I can do 12 starting after lunch. So if you're, uh, you know, you're getting up, 6 a.m.? That's fun about it. It's circadian rhythm. Uh, you I got up with the light, right? No, we got up with the light. I did, I, I rarely used... The only time I ever used my alarm clock was to wake up before the sun so I could go climb a mountain and catch the sunrise on top of a, a, a yeah. Hallmark mountain. So, uh, so how many hours of consistent hiking do you think you're doing on average? 10 to 16 a day. Okay. Yeah. If you That's your job. Anything, it was yeah. my job. So, so if, if you're going 10 hours... If you're not actively sleeping, eating, or shitting, you're walking. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is what I was going to say after 10 hours. Like, if you're doing a 10 hour day, you get to like an area you need to go, and you're like, I could go farther, but it doesn't necessarily help me in case something, I can just stay right here. It's yeah, like, you could stop. So, yeah. Planomatic over here knows plenty of. Uh, what, yeah. what, where he's like, right? And so, I, I mean, I guess just assuming on your planning, like, you, you would get to like a place and be like, well, I could hike four more hours, or I could spend two setting up camp. Did you experience like that a lot, or were you like, was your. Was your set plan like pretty followed? I was through. super fluid, man. I, I, okay. Flexibility cool. is key to air power. So, the, the we would typically would try to time and like engage our day by shelters. And shelters are these three sided uh, shelters open, like just there's yeah. you know, three walls and a roof. Yeah, just, I never really slept in to. the shelter uh, unless I needed to, um, just because of the the mice and the rats and all that. And they get in your pack and they'd climb over your face and shit. And it was, plus, hammocks are awesome. Yeah, but I tent camped, so we go to the shelter. It's more of a communal, like, hey, we're all going to Blue Mountain, or sorry, Blue Ridge shelter at mile marker, you know, 50-55 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, cool, I'll meet you there. And we'd all get there. we set up our tents around the shelter, and then we go to the shelter and communally make dinner, maybe have a so campfire. That's what I was going to ask. And like those like, easier 10-mile days, say, you know, yeah. so that where that 10 <laughs> miles was a good spot to be at, you could have gone more, yeah. but it made sense to do it. Yeah. But then you end up having more time on your hands. For that, because you're finishing early. Or I could day. do that extra, you know, four miles that day stealth camp somewhere in the middle of the woods and then just get up and slowly take an easier, longer morning. And then the guys at the shelter would eventually catch up to me because it's a one-way road. So what would you do if 
you like how would you fill your time on a day that you just like you're like hey i did my 10 hours and i've got extra it was mainly i don't know man cook cook your food slower like no we would you'd you'd know what you need to get done the next day just because we would gauge out how much food do we have how far do we have to actually get to get to the next road to get to the next resupply also having like maybe a pack of ramen or two extra just in case you sprain an Mm -hmm. ankle you need to do a zero and spend the day in camp and recoup and that means nothing that essentially was like okay you can get up and have a a late, slow breakfast. Take your time breaking camp. You don't need to pop tall, break camp, hit the road, and do it all within, you know, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was just, again, it was fluid. I took my time. It took five months. You could probably do it in 100 days. You can do any of the National Scenic Trails in under 100. But, like, again, after day three, when you took the first step, you're in the top 20%. And okay. then I ended up hiking with like a guy, that. another guy named Josh. Uh, uh, everybody got a trail name. I gave him the trail name uh, Panorama because every 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 picture he took, it what was panoramic? a panoramic photo on his droid. And he's well, still, I and he was, do it again. He was an Aussie from Melbourne. I'm like, and he's he's a, like an aeronautical engineer, worked for Boeing, super smart guy. I'm like, Josh, I'm like, Josh, what are you doing, man? Or Pan, Pan, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, we don't have these sites. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's, it took me like less than twelve hours of hiking with that guy, and he we gave just me the have wor- spiders, yeah, and drop bears, it, drop bears. That's a different story for another time. Sure. But I hiked with him for 1,800 miles all the way to Rutland, Vermont. Wow. Once we stayed at a, uh, the 12 so tribes. Almost the entirety of it. Colt ran hostel called the Yellow Deli. Uh, so I got to hang out and do some, like, uh, go to their farm and, and do a work for stay. If I didn't pay oh, money yeah. to stay at a hostel, I could then work it off and labor. And I went to their farm. Oh, and they like, love a good day of labor. Dude, it was hostels and hitchhiking and and just just it was the trail life and it actually so took me when you hitchhike you like well you make your trail you just do a 90 to get to the street you li- no the trail street. dumps out on a street and you go across the street to keep going or if you know there's a town uh if, and then you, you know just you just literally bring take, it right back to that spot yeah yeah exactly yeah they're like hey you know because in trail towns they know that there's going to be people at that spot and if yeah. they got their thumb out then they're, they're like hi- yeah they're, so that they're, makes they're, a lot more sense like yeah. hitchhikers are randomly picked don't up. hitchhike up don't pick up hitchhikers near a prison no yeah but just, i mean most places but if you're at, in trail like, towns in a, yeah exactly Do you know what we call they them sense. we call them trail angels the hikers people, are the people that people pick that pick up. us up oh yeah they're trail oh. angels well then what do you call the people that die unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucked around and found out dnfs did not finish Ooh. Is that dark? No, I, I mean, I just yeah, assume that would be enough. the... I like it. I assume that would be the Appalachian Angels, to be honest with you. No. That, and then you're like, no, these are people who are alive and help us out. The last... So when when the, you finished, what was that like? Just like the best feeling, like so much accomplishment. Like I couldn't imagine that's... It know, was... So the, I'll, I'll try to wrap this up because I know, Bobby, you got to get going. Oh, no, listen, we're, we're all good. We're on time. You just don't understand. I could, I'm, I'm actually trying Alex to, write, I'm trying to write a book <laughs> on my like, experience. Fuck, Bobby. He doesn't have to go to right. work tonight. I, I, I'm managing time. You got time. I'm, I'm on this. So the last stretch of a northbound Appalachian Trail through Hiker is a section called the 100 Mile Wilderness. And it is unsupported, no roads, no, no, no forest service roads, no trails, no nothing. You are unsupported for a hundred miles and you need to carry everything with you food wise. That's at the very end. So if you go the other way. I don't know how they do that. I was going to say you, the very start is a hundred mile. Just like, I don't know how they do that. Cause it took me a while to get my trail legs. Yeah. And if you're not in shape, the, the, the trail will whip you in shape. I did my macros. I tracked my food. I'm by the, in the first 30 days I lost fuck. I don't know. In the first six weeks I lost 30 pounds mm-hmm. cause I had. I drastically mis- miscalculated my diet mm-hmm. and I was because I was I'm like, oh, I'm going to burn like, you know, 35, maybe 4,000 calories a day. And I was, you know, eating all, it's all starch. And six weeks in, I was 160 pounds. 
I started at 190. I'm like, oh, this is not. I'm six foot two. That is not a good yeah, look. Steady. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Plus, then, looking at how well put together and like, uh, just uh, as not a visual medium, uh, Josh is very put together and fit and buff, as one might say. <laughs> Alex, collect uh, the drool Adonis, falling out of your mouth. Adonis. I can see your boner from here. Uh, listen, uh, it's because I'm not wearing underwear. Uh, <laughs> but um, so you losing that kind of weight is significant to the the mm. process yeah no it was not it was good but not good so i actually had to double my my menu and mm-hmm. double down what i was buying and what i thought i was only burning 33,000 calories i was burning i did the math i was burning seven sixty five to seven thousand calories a day walking Jesus. and uh i ended up unfortunately doing it for 10 to 16 hours a day right? yeah and it's nothing but ramen packets <clears throat> nor pasta sides you know, and uh, an instant mashed potatoes with a few. One of my favorite breakfasts is called the the peanut butter hop, uh, the hop, uh, the pop tart peanut butter sandwich. Okay. So you get two two pop t- no, no no toasting. It's just cold pop tarts, and you slap a layer of peanut butter on there because I always yep. carried a jar with me and along with olive oil, and uh, I put the other peanut butter. Caloric intake and peanut butter are. Dude, I'll friends. tell you this. I did uh, um, the uh, oh, the boundary water canoe trip. Um, that it was, was amazing. Did you do like, it for the Boy Scouts? Yeah. Big deal. It was awesome. Huge but deal. The, one of the things that the guide was telling me, he's like, hey, go to the uh, little, um, not the mess hall, the uh, little camp store that they got there, uh, trading post. And he's like, because we did it without a guide because we had the exact amount of people we needed. Perfect. So we didn't have room for the guide. He's like, buy as much spam as mm-hmm. you can. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they've got 10, buy the 10. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like get it the opportunity to carry a lot of protein because you're no, physically man. carrying it like on us you when you're not canoeing like you're it's easy to canoe you know a thousand pounds right like as yeah. opposed to trying to put 200 on your back yeah. and walking so up uh, the, the 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 go the saying goes an ounce in the morning is a pound at night and so uh, as we're hiking, I'm yes. caught con- in the, especially in the beginning, I was constantly doing an inventory of like, okay, what do I have in my pack? I definitely don't need this. I'm dropping this off at the next hiker box. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of this in the next trash can or whatever. And it's all about your diet is the calorie, cal- calorie to weight ratio. Yeah. Caloric what, intake. Caloric dense. So a that's, shitload of dried pasta. Peanut oh, butter. Nor pasta sides <laughs> in addition to a packet of ramen because it's super light and super mm-hmm. caloric heavy. And, and then I'd have a, a packet of tuna. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have those well, little... That's, oh, yeah. And that's why the pop, like, just is is someone who's an avid hiker but also understands, like, what you need to, like, press through, like, a couple days. Pop-tarts and peanut butter, while atrocious in a general diet on a trail can give you... Five, ten more breakfast, hours. Breakfast of champions. Crazy Dude, carbs like just, too. Like, yeah. it's like granola. Energy. I hate yeah. making fun of people. Com- complex like, carbs, but just so much fat, oils. Like yeah. peanut butter has so many calories for like. And if you're, if you're like literally one of the most active people in the world, and like that's why in health class they're like peanut butter toast is great for you if you're active. But what it did is it taught a bunch of sed- sedentary children that peanut butter toast is great. I used to make fun of like. <laughs> I'm not making fun of vegans, but I met a lot of people that were all woo-woo and, you know, uh, into their chakras yeah, it's and, a cult. and yeah. whatever. Um, I can say statistically every single one of them I met and I came across and we all knew each other. Like, because at that, after the 5,000, only, you know, 20% were remaining. And of that, people, uh, there was only, I think the graduating class was like 280. Because the numbers come out. Yeah. I'm part of the emails. Um, 280. And I met every single one of them. Wow. Uh, except for the people that were like super, super in front of me. I started a little late. 
uh, what's called behind the bubble when the most people. But I did I did that for a reason. Yeah. I didn't want to be. I wanted the bubble overrun to disperse, with overrun with yeah. yeah, with density, and then the only the only downfall of that is all the all the they're called the um, the bathrooms are called um, the privy a privy uh, moldering or smoldering uh, compost bathroom. Oh, show me the privy. Ooh. Yeah, right, privy. Um, it was oh, overflowing because I was behind the bubble. It's because oh like four thousand people had already used them, you know, and, and well, less. The further I got it north, a privy makes more sense yeah. due to how the English. Just I didn't think never about this. I would, the amount of people walking. And shitting, they probably look down on you like just taking a shit on, like in the wilderness, because there's so many people. Doing it. In the first three days, yes, but after Have a while, the further north you got, the fewer there were. The woods, probably. And there's all about the leave no trace principles, <laughs> yeah. and there's like you know, you know, take only pictures, leave only footprints. It's very big, you know, about take pictures, leave deuces. It's it. There's a whole thing, and in, in in Boy Scouts, we we learn this, we teach this, we turned mm-hmm. around. I advocate this and teach us no to, to uh, yeah, to, to the clients that I have on a different podcast uh, yep. <laughs> that we can talk about. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's um, cat holes. I actually I, I learned a, a, a hard and quick lesson. Always dig a cat hole bigger than you think you're going to need. Better, <laughs> bigger, better to have one and not need it than to make an emergency. Like oh no 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 no, as it's just soft serving to the top. <laughs> I thought you were squatting. No, you're sitting on this hole. No, I'm. It's there's an Indian dump and a caveman dump. An Indian dump is supported. You find like a Y in a tree, or you lean up against yeah. a log. That's supported. We call them an Indian dump. That may not be PC, but it is what it it's is. What it is. Yeah. And the caveman dump is straight. Just the squat. Yeah. Grab the old tea bags. Make sure they don't get in the way. And yeah. kind of yeah, just let her rip. Paint the forest. Wow. Full circle all the way back to shit. <laughs> <laughs> what this podcast it's is telling me about? <laughs> you know how many uh, you know how many plants and flowers have grown out of that shit. Let me tell you fertilizer. If you've never, even on a, a weekend warrior day hike, if you've never thrown a BM in the woods with a cat hole, I've never done it. You do, you owe it to yourself. It is a liberating. It's very you're very vulnerable. It is it is an experience? I think everybody needs to 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 to, to try. Dude, I'll tell you this, Once when I was, in their uh, life, it so is something else, man. The uh, we I got really lucky, like doing Camp Geronimo that week long camp out in Boy Scouts. Um, All right, one of the Geronimo. one of the uh, parents worked for like a huge uh, construction company out here, very wealthy. His company like sponsored the building of like flushable toilets yeah. to our campsite because we had this big campsite because we had a big troop and we were always there. So he's like, it's worth investing because my kid and my younger kid and my next younger kid are going to utilize this and all his friends, right? So we had flushable toilets, not just those shitty little latrines mm-hmm. at our campsite. Any other week long camp out, I took shit right before and right when I got home. Oh, you just held and it. that was, dude, it was, and as a child, like if I could go to my, me as a kid now as an adult and be like, dude, just take the fucking shit. You're going through so much pain, like holding it. You actually held it in against like, every don't forget, Bobby. Camp out. People don't forget. Yeah, I've never shown pants. <laughs> Why do you think dogs um, give you the old stink eye when, you know, if they're actually haunched over and, and dropping the dirty D? Because they know you're going to shoot them in 100 years. No, it's meters, but no. <laughs> Get it's out of here with your fucking you're extremely bullshit. vulnerable and they're like, you got my back, right, bro? Like, yeah. hey, dad, you got me. 
If you've ever gone into the woods, oh, where they make eye contact with you, it's it's a hun- it's, oh, it's yeah, two hundred feet or, or eighty paces from a water source or a uh-huh. trail, and you go to dig a cat hole at least six inches deep. Um, again, bigger if you need it. Uh, better to be prepared and not have emergency procedures. That's another Boy Scout. No, because drill. if be you prepared. ever if you ever get a chance to do it, uh, and I I do encourage it because it's 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 an experience, and you're looking over your shoulder. Not you think it's over because of privacy, but it's kind of like this deep guttural innate like nature fucking caveman wiring and you're like Im, like Im, i'm looking over my shoulder a for peeves and pervs you're hunting in the moonlight you're like where can i do this yeah i made it i actually perfected the uh because i'm a morning oh, bm oh, mover oh you're yes, a, you, you're, so you're, a, you're a sunrise you're 30 get, minutes I after get to up. i get to my campsite or right. i pick a campsite i throw up my tent before sundown i throw my I throw my bear line from a bear bag because it's easier to throw it during the daylight yep. or even in twilight. Oh, Jesus, yeah. The first thing I would do after that, before I'd even grab my mess kit and my my jet boil and all that, I'd go and I'd dig a pre cat hole for tomorrow morning. Smart. And then yeah, I don't yeah do it. no. Oh, I'm I'm the same. Like I, I straight up like once I once I get in and rig like bear necessities for the night, I'll I'll like drift off like 20, 40 yards whatever and just like shovel out. Because every every morning BM is it's 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 an Just emergency. I, it's so, a photo so, finish. Yeah. Somewhere where I can like grip and squat. Yeah, dude, it's the uh, move of you smell coffee. Done, dude. I was on. Mm-hmm. I Did was you on, bring any coffee for the chip? Considering the amount of coffee that I consume, it was irresponsible of me because I pack out every it's like I so pack much it. easier to pack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: is like I did not <laughs> brew grounds. I did instant. Okay, uh, because of it, my it's time consuming. It's not time consuming. It was it was it was it was a use of fuel to heat the water. As far as like in doing a drip or even a press or like mm-hmm. aeropress and the coffee grounds, I had to pack them out. It was more weight and all that jazz. Like I was drinking. It's always coffee till it's beer, and it was never beer, so it was always coffee on the trail. Dude, so, I, uh, I imagine always if instant. you did like, there's got to be like a little. Uh, Little coffee packs that you can do, like essentially like a cold brew thing. Since then, you just throw in your like your Nalgene. Yes. And uh, if you you know most most uh, hikers do at least two Nalgenes because they've got one to drink with, and then when they find water source, they could fill. Bingo. We use smart uh, water bottles. But yeah, what, yeah whatever thing. it is. But you throw some in your secondary one. You throw the little coffee packs, and it's like a cold brew that you just kind of steep throughout only the day. Only problem so you're with that slowly getting drips of caffeine. The only problem with that is that that second. The clean water bottle because you got your dirty water and your clean water. I use a Sawyer squeeze from a water purification. The only problem with the clean water bottle when you add like the uh, the the little squeeze things or like you know yeah. fucking lemonade, whatever you want, that water bottle now became a smellable, and you have yeah. to hang that water bottle with your bear, your bear bag. bag. Yep, yep, bummer. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, now they've got the coffee pouches, like the little. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, at the end of the night, all my skull and Copenhagen and all that had to go in the bear bag because yep. it's wintergreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, as a man who survived a bear attack, you don't oh. want to mix it up with a bear. So, what? Well, listen, we're at time. So what we're going to do here. Don't leave a cliffhanger like that, man. Well, I want, Did you die? I, I'm here. <laughs> I said survived a bear attack. I'm here. Oh, yeah, he did say survived. Spoiler. He, he Spoiler right here. Yeah. Spoilers, I'm here. But, Are you okay? <laughs> uh, my dog actually, uh, shout out, didn't die, took a swipe, lived. Uh, where? Here? Uh, no, White Mountains. Black where Bear. I grew up. No, behind Double Lakeside, the White Mountains. It's like so. Black Bear then. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, what the fuck, Alex? Navajo Nation, stuff like that. Well, um,. Wandering like, through the backwoods because it's where you live at night because you're coming home is not the wisest of ideas, and uh, sometimes you have your dog with you who's naked, a loyal, a you know. loyal badass. And um, I heard a bunch of rustling, and um, 
<laughs> I basically, it, it literally felt like someone grabbed me and threw me like 10 feet. Um, you got, you, you made contact. No, I, I did not bear make made anything. Bear was like, with a, with a bear. and uh, I, 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 I stopped for a minute. I, I heard my dog engage. I got up and I ran, jumped over every obstacle. Like, come on, you're a kid. What? So I'm like jumping over fences, sliding over cars, running, 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 running. I thought my dog was fucking mm. dead. Uh, just run, 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 get home, get home, get home. And, I, and I've engaged with bears on my porch. And, like, it's not uncommon to engage with bear where I'm from. So, but I'm just, and I'm just like, at one point, like, I stop and I'm like, I have to breathe. And I'm like, this is what's going to fucking kill me. But I'm also now on the road proper because I've come out of, like, the back area I'm running from. I get home. My dog shows up two days later. Um, huge fuck, bald patch right on the side of it. Um, it's being your dog. Uh, and I, we, we kept that, I mean, that dog was a saint and the best dog I've ever had, but, uh, also came to my aid during when a bear was like, Hey, no. you know, it's crazy with animals like that is when they do get attacked by another animal. Like they say they get the scratch, like it's a bear paw, like the claws scratch, like four decent marks in it. They'll lose all the hair. So that's in that area. That's it to would, it would, help with, um, mm-hmm. infection. They know their body just Dumped so all the hair all exactly around. to Bobby's point. It wasn't four claws; it was a single claw, and it was this huge circle of like bald patch. Yep. Because I'm, the whole body like stopped. To, like, I'm still speech flabbergasted on you, sandbagging son of a bitch. You sandbagging shit like a dude, bear like, attack at the end. We should have opened with that. <laughs> Fuck the VFW. Like no, so I was attacked by a bear one time, right? What I'd like to do to make sure Bobby can get to work at least ten minutes late is uh, <laughs> just uh, Appalachian Trail. It's something I aspire to personally. Uh, a lot of people, the 26 listeners we have, uh, I know at least three of them are hikers. Uh, just give us some rundowns at the end. Like, um, I know you, you, you score some stats in there, but just like your overall experience in like, as a, f- what, I, what I would consider like a normal above fit man instead of like. Fit for know, beer industry. <laughs> right. But it's, you're not like Eddie Izzard trying to run 30 marathons in 30 days or whatever that is that he did that was crazy or any of these other like whack jobs, right? Like these guys that do like every Tough mutter and every I used to Ragnar. Do and like that's all cool and shit. But I mean, there is scientific evidence that will cause your life expectancy to shorten. Um, so there's like a good middle ground. But again, the Appalachian Trail, it's something to aspire to. Like I'm trying to do, um, I'm going to fuck. Not Ironwood. That's so fucking dumb. Um, whatever that stupid one is out in the Superstition Mountains that I live right next Listen, to. Listen, like Carissa from previously known as, previously from Sierra Nevada. The artist formerly known as Carissa. Well, she's still alive. So, Carissa. Yep. Prince was still alive when oh, he rebranded okay. as well. Uh, we actually just section hiked the Arizona Trail. The, AZ, okay. the AZT. Uh, we hit it right on top. Of the We started right on top of the rim. Uh-huh. And um, it was nice to get back on a scenic trail. That was last weekend, actually. And I came back. I was I stood a little tall. I felt like Squints Palladori after he kissed uh, Winnie Peppercorn at the. Not I kissed. I didn't. Okay, back it all up. <laughs> I stood a little taller because I was back on a national scenic trail. I did get uh-huh. to share it, that experience with Carissa. Although it was a, it was in my not say in in my eyes, but like it was a cute. It was like a five or six mile hike in. We caught like a northern rim. We could see Humphreys snow capped. Sure. The sun, it was it was great. And um, it's just really muddy. But um, the Arizona Trail, is that what you're getting on? It's it's the it's I, I never finished. There's five National Scenic Trails. AZT, PCT, CDT, Vermont Trail, and the AZT. <laughs> Top five. AZT right here, 800 miles. Mm-hmm. 
from Mexico to Utah. Oh, geez. Well, I'll have to do some sort of incentive program so I can go do that. Takes about two months. Listen, even better. Probably do it in six weeks. (laughs) It takes about two months. You can do it in six months, though. I'll take take the full uh, six months. No. I'll take it. (laughs) What was your your question? Let's wrap it up. My question was, um, at the end of the Appalachian Trail, like, A, how'd you feel? Mm. Uh, How long did it take you? Mm. Um, And Five months and two days. Okay. Bingo. Yeah, okay. Sorry, no, I, just, I got I, off. I, I, knew I, I knew I missed it. I remember. No, that's good. So how'd I feel? I mean, it feels like we made this entire episode about it, so I think you feel like the really last great about minutes, it. Feel, maybe. I feel like you accomplished, feel accomplished about it. I mean, it's it's something I want to do, and not just because I watched The Wonderful Wild Wise West Virginia, and that is exactly why I want to do it. Well, it's got to feel like... like Completion and then like not yep. like coming. Dude, you I have a goal, but like I, I fucking I did, did a, it. Yeah. I did the tiny junior version of it, which sweet. was have a supai. I've done the 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 week long Grand Canyon mm-hmm. hike river trip. Like I've done some some pretender versions of like more hardcore hikes, and like those are the moments. Don't downplay it. They're not pretender. They're legit. They, they are, but those but they, there are hiking hiking th- man. Th- sure, but there are bigger whales to slay, and like. Again, as someone who's like chasing ego death and experiential like ephemeralism, like that's the kind of shit I love. Like doing have a supai like changed me. Doing the Grand Canyon River trip, I came out like a different human. Like uh, not per se religious, but like it's that soul to Paul kind yeah. of transformation that like I come out of a canyon, the canyon, a different person. Yeah, just based on what I experienced yeah. out of there. So. Um, it's something I quite aspire to, to try to accomplish someday. So. so to answer your question, I have two points. I'll make it quick. Cool. Uh, as an Eagle Scout, as we all, the tripod <laughs> of Eagle Scouts, I had obvi- um, from the kindergarten of Tiger Scouts all the way through Cub Scouts to include second year Wee Below, Arrow of Light, and the Boy Scouts with many high adventure camps. I did I didn't do Boundary Waters, although I respect you for that. But I did Philmont twice, National Jambo National Jambo twice. Bobby got molested one more time than you did. Uh, well, I had a lot of Scout Masters, so we should probably compare notes. We'll yeah. Which one of you is cuter as a kid? Canteen Boy. Oh, that's so <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. I thought I had a decent understanding of what was in front of me mm-hmm. when I started. And I had a great base to already... Um, springboard my my experience that i uh that i was uh taking on and then when i started and it's funny to look at the photos um you sign it in, in mile zero you know uh you only miss 100 you only miss 100 of the shots you don't take signed by john wilkes booth and <laughs> and then when i made it Thanks. to mount katad in five months two months five months two days later through 2190.9 miles of memories relationships and a shitload of fucking stories i found myself looking back not looking around or looking at the sign it was a big a-frame of the northern terminus of the appalachian trail which is iconic in its history but i found myself drinking a cup of coffee looking back on the trail in the hundred mile wilderness that i had just hiked through and reminiscing already i hadn't even got off the mountain thinking about what i just did i had no doubt in my mind that i was going to finish come hell or high water i almost punched my own i almost quit twice once in in pennsylvania because forrest gump style didn't stop raining for 14 days holy shit that was that was a mental that was a mental break but breaching into my background and again I, i love the word tenacity 
um, my experiences in, in combat in the military, that was not an option. Sure. It's part of the warrior. Those I will never yeah. quit. I will never accept defeat. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I'll always place a mission first. So I'm going to finish. And the second time I actually had a physical, I blew my hamstring out. Ugh. And I had to hike down a mountain that I couldn't move my leg eight miles downhill to the next crossroads to hitchhike into a town backwards because I couldn't move my leg forward. But oh, yeah. I figured it out. I could go backwards. So I back pedaled eight literally eight miles down a mountain to get into a place called monson maine i like to think someone saw you doing that like as they're hacking past you like get a little this fucking guy he thinks it's so easy he does it backwards yeah (laughs) and you're just out here like take that general smooth yeah Yeah. i I gotta i gotta change a shirt real fast and then prep for work but you guys finish up yeah yes sir so that's uh that's that's kind of it um i there's a saying that's called h y u H-Y-O-H, and it has been used in both a slanderous and derogatory way as well as an encouragement, and I prefer the positive encouragement, referencing my original podcast as an optimist by nature. Uh, Hike your own hike. Every hike is worth it. Every hike, the taller the mountain, the greater the view. I think that's great life. Hike your own hike. Don't um, don't worry about other people. Fuck peer pressure. I, I, Do I'm, it at your own pace. I took yes. my time. I actually mm-hmm. left my Aussie friend in Rutland, Vermont, because he had a six month visa, and we were four months in, and I wanted to knock it out in the next thirty days. And he's like, I want to spend the next two months finishing. I don't want to get done early and go home. So we left each other, and I let him, and he let me hike my own hike. And well, I I think that's great advice across a lot of things, right? Like, I mean. <clears throat> Personally, um, I have my own drive, which is insatiable, unsatisfied, and forever driven. And that's not for everybody, right? Like, but I'm not here to tear anyone down for their journey either. Like, I like to rib my friends who have a good sense of humor where like, you know, depending upon where we're at in the business or the industry at any given time. But like, we're all on our own hike in life, in, in life. business, yes. in, in literal in career. hikes. And, um, you know, uh, I remember being uh, a a lower-skilled hiker and, like, having friends that were helping me out be patient and take time and breaks when that was not strategic for them. And I've learned to, like, have the same patience. Uh, I remember when uh, formerly Squaw Peak, now uh, Piawesta Peak, was, like, the hardest thing I'd ever done, right? It's a good uh, hike. It's tough, man. I mean, dude, it's a one for one, one mile out, thousand listen, miles it's, up. It's it's Satan's stair climber, no doubt. Um, but you know, I, I bike the canals every morning. I, I stay pretty active now, and and I'm happy and and almost braggadocious to like like that's a pretty good, not the most challenging hike I do anymore. And both sides of Camelback don't challenge me anymore. Um, they're still intense, good, well welcomed hikes. But now I'm looking to do. Um, you want it. Trail run flat iron with me, don't I'm, you? I'm about to go do flat iron. Yeah, and, let's, uh, let's trail run it. So um, maybe <laughs> you've noticed, not a runner, um, but if you want to do bicycles, I'm into that. Um, but so uh, just one experience, and uh, because we have to wrap it up, uh, appreciate the you sharing all that. It is. Uh, I don't even know how to encapsulate what we talked about, uh, mainly because I'll have to re-listen to it. But we'll have to have you back for. Many of the things we've what, clearly left on the table. Well, I mean, we've set that up uh, for a handful of people. Like uh, the, 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 <laughs> the thing, the thing that I think that gets lost a lot in this podcast. I just want to talk about it real quick because Bobby's going to make us wrap it up. Is 
that we invite people on this podcast because the concept is, and what I'd kind of sold Bobby over quarantine was that we are in a unique situation in this industry where we get to meet iconoclasts and trailblazers and people who have done amazing and interesting things. And then they were just like, put beer and that community is awesome. And it's, it's full of forward thinkers and it's, you know, um, Sam Kelligone used to have this thing that applies less these days, but was kind of more or less what I'm kind of trying to talk about, which is that the beer industry is mostly douchebag free. And that was more true then than it is now. And that just comes with money and investment and blurred lines between what is authentic and what's not. Um, and while I feel that you, um, uh, not that we've talked a lot about the brand you work for, but like I feel that Stone is uh, still an authentic involved partner and everything that I'm trying to do is like one of the smaller like operations in this state but to kind of bring it back um oh shit I'm gonna lose my entire train of thought but the uh the more important thing is uh I just really want to showcase these interesting personalities like we bumped into each other the other day in an account and then we hung out for like four more hours just because like I like hanging out with it you. It was a good and vibe, And I think you're interesting. Man. And it's vibes, right? And so that's why I bring people on. And a lot of times, like, at first, like, I don't know what I'll do. Or, like, I'll do as many episodes as anyone's willing to do. Because I think, if I've invited you here, I just think you're interesting. And we want to talk about it. And here's Bobby to shut us down. <laughs> because I, I, I said we were going to end this on time. And I was wrong. How about um, this? What would you say if I came back well, and I, I interviewed... You too. Uh, all right. I mean, you might, you and Andy Rich might have to find that out since uh, he had that idea as well. Did he? Yeah, he did. Maybe you guys can. I would like, to, like. We have four. Mics I would like here. to interview you too. All right. Well, um, I guess we should do a local shout out and wrap this the fuck up because Bobby okay. just left. <laughs> I'll see you in a second, Bobby. Okay, Bobby. All right. So I don't know if you have a local shout out. Uh, I'm just gonna shout out. Um. Where I'm headed, where Bobby works, um, and just because I know I've I've shouted out the Chupacabra Boys a ton on this podcast, but here's the thing: they continue to be some of the most excellent dudes I know. Um, they serve as one of the best examples of like, um, you know, and maybe I should also shout out Jeff and uh, Clayton over at Divided Vine. These two different concepts, these two different sets of partners, have really kind of elevated the expectation of what that is to like engage your community to provide an experience that is being missed and how those things like look aesthetically different but are in fact the same thing um trent and eric couldn't be better people rogers and bobby um you know are obviously the dudes we know that bartend and and help support them and uh, it's brandon maybe i don't know i just met him very recently uh he's another guy that's been there Uh, i just ran into him at my distributor but again, the Chupacabra people are amazing. Um, what about off-premise? Uh, oh, off-premise. Uh, shout out, and uh, this is going to feel weird, uh, Sabco, Safeway Albertsons. Okay, um, that's interesting. That's a good one. I, I, I know the buyer. Um, we've been able to present to him on a, on a way that is convincing. And we also, you know, hit, hit our metrics. But, like... Um, in a world full of independent saber rattling, um, the fact is is that eighty percent of beer in Arizona is sold in chains. 
that's uh, not just Arizona, man. That's uh, something we've uh, noticed. I mean, that's 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 a good good metric to apply uh, yeah. on a national level coming well, from uh, my oh, position. Well, great to hear. Thank you. But it definitely is happening here, right? So um, you either need to be a local that can partner with chains and mm-hmm. and bring value. And here's the thing: like half of my family has worked at Circle K or Safeway growing up. Like there there becomes a understanding between independent local and like community and i have always been on the record as a community supporter so if you live in my neighborhood and you have a job and you know our our shit can intersect like i just i want to support that i want to support everything except you know who you are yep um but like it just kind of is that way so i mean they've believed in us more than any other chain we're doing an exclusive um, rotating skew with them. It's Are you? Cur- yes. It's okay. currently Brew 42 Irish Red, uh, which has won a couple gold medals in the 18 months we've made it. And then uh, we're going to launch our Prickly Pear IPA in package exclusively into their chain this year. Boom. And then our um, fourth, fifth year of Overnight IPA, which is our Wet Hop IPA will be the the third rotator in that series. I'm a huge fan of three rotation seasonals than four. Okay. Uh, The old trimester. Well, just the market's changed, man. I mean, and also buyers used to be more excited. They used to be able to bring on larger inventories. But now, uh, I mean, just in my time in Arizona alone, buyers have come from being able to be like, okay, I'm dealing with like 50 suppliers, I can balance this, and now there's 200. 200 yeah. at least that are yeah. in this like niche category, right? So again, um, just, a, just a shout out to um, a business that has really supported another uh, a local business and given us a lot of uh, kind of gas in the last two years. Um, Prickly Pear Wheat was the most popular local brewed beer in IRI data for the last 18 months. What I presented to Chains last week, so nice. Happy about that. How, How about you, Ben? Oh, me. Oh, yes, me over here. It's your turn. Um, <clears throat> we'll go with off premise. Up and uh, actually, a uh, little uh, little tasting we did last night. Got to rub elbows and have a good time with Joe Michael up in uh, uh, Plaza. Oh yeah, you were just saying uh, Park Plaza. Uh, we started recording. Yeah, you were up in Prescott. And- yeah. God, Park Plaza, what a place, right? What a great place. I mean, you talk about the kind of the one-stop shop between wine, liquor, cigars, beer, on-premise food, on-premise beer to go, just everything you'd ever want in, uh, in Prescott total. So, at, uh, And I feel at home up there with uh, with my people there up in cowboy country. Um, I, you want to hear a little what just they, – they, apparently, mm-hmm. people have down in the, the Fringe East Valley, Queen Creek and uh, the old Santan Valley has come back to me and my, hit my ears. They called me, oh, that, that guy pre- – oh, you mean Ginger Cowboy? Uh, <laughs> it's a, I don't know. It may, I don't, In that part of town, that's a good nickname. That was good. It was good. Um, and then for on-premise, out the door, just the trio that is Justin at Boulders on Southern, Cody at Spokes on Southern, and Eric at Boulders on Broadway. Those three guys, they're good times. No they're, good, they're good people. They, uh, they run a fun program, and... Uh, We've just had a lot of fun. And you mentioned, you said we talked like four hours offline post-event. We were at Spokes. And mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just a great time. They're good. And they're wholesome, just good people. I like... Bowlers on Broadway is where I started hanging out in my infancy in this industry, right? That's like That was like the mecca. It's where I started hanging out. It's where I met 
everyone. Right? Yeah. And even still, like, I was just there for darts Wednesday. And uh, holy shit, just bumping into tons of people, having a great time. Just, yeah, couldn't agree more. Love getting, those guys. Getting to know Eric um, on a personal level because he's such an outdoorsman. Uh, with the rock climbing and the biking and yeah. Justin, just a wholesome guy. And then yes, Cody as a whole, when you know I came to him and I was looking to get additional certifications and endorsements with my EMT, uh, looking to get backcountry certified yep. and medic training and so forth. That was kind of all on the side for funsies, not really related to beer, but yep. something important for me is pre-hospital care for the shit that I do in the backcountry. Okay, man. It's all about like yeah, uh, skill sets. I, I think somebody needs to be... Um, exposed to and knowledgeable of that skill set and he goes oh i did did you know i'm part of that and you know search and rescue this and it was uh so we just bonded almost instantly on that um so yeah those three guys um peas in a pod man have a great time so Solid. it's always a good time but Rich, uh yeah. outside of that that is all josh yaki has for you well perfect and on that note we're gonna get out of here thank you for your time sir you're here <laughs>